Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Can Edmonton, New Jersey, and Buffalo have the number one pick? Are they just on a rotation right now? Is that how this is going to work? Look, usually I call conspiracy theory in the NHL draft, but last night made a lot of sense because I think the NHL just felt sorry for Buffalo for how bad their offseason has been. So Edmonton has had the number one overall pick four times in the last decade. You've had twice from New Jersey and two times from Buffalo. So basically, since 2010, if you just guessed one of those three teams was going to have the number one pick, you'd be hitting at like an 80% clip rate right now. This is ridiculous. Sounds about right. And by the way, the number one overall pick hasn't exactly been something to celebrate for many of those seasons. Taylor Hall was not great with Edmonton. Nail Yakupov, baby. Nail Yakupov, my favorite guy ever. Uh, Connor McDavid worked out all right for them, but... Yeah. It, it's been up and down, to say the least. Uh, let's go out right now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Luke Korak, Blues Insider for NHL.com, joining Alex Ferrario and myself. Lou, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Hello, boys. How are you? We are doing all right. So, Lou, yesterday... I was listening to the fast lane and our dear friend and former blue superstar defenseman, Jamie rivers said that he, if he was Doug Armstrong would pick up the phone at some point this off season, just to check in with Calgary to see, Hey, you know, you've got Matthew Kachuk. He's got one more guaranteed year on his deal. Would they be interested in maybe making a move there? How realistic or unrealistic do you feel like that would be for the blues? Well, from a Blues perspective, uh, I'd have been making that call yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a no-brainer to me. But uh, And you know what? Um, I was thinking about this, guys. When, when you look at Doug Armstrong, if he's looking to be the one that makes kind of a splashy move, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do it through free agency. I think he's done it. He's got a pretty good track record of doing it via trade. And you always hear him talking about uh, – you know, whether it's just in passing or whether you're asking him a question, you know, just, just something random, you know, he's always mentioning, you know, talking about apples for apples trades. Well, that's probably what you're going to be dealing with here if you're going to do that. And, uh, but wouldn't that be uh, just a coup to be able to bring the kid home, you know, and would he, wouldn't he be a great fit for something that you're looking for in a Craig Berube type of a player? Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to look through, the trade route that would be uh, right up there at the top of my list of something that would be, you know, I, I'd be putting 10 check marks behind that one. So, uh, but if, if, if you can pull that off, but man, that, 
I just don't see that realistically happening right now because if you're Calgary, why would you want to, you know, give up a centerpiece to uh, something that you're trying to build there? And, you know, I, you know, Matthew Kachuk's got plenty of great years left in his hockey career. Uh, You're going to have to give up something significant in order to get him back. And are the Blues prepared to do that? I'm not so certain about that. And that's the part that I'm at too, Lou. I don't see them upgrading their needs through free agency when it comes to top-level offense, right? Like, it does seem like the only necessary option is... Landis Cook. Well, okay. That would be fantastic (laughs) if it was true. You're going down a road that I was getting ready to go down, but go ahead. And let's start with that then, Lou. I mean, what are some names that you're looking at that make sense for the Blues to upgrade in the most desired area, which seems to be a top-wing left-winger? Well, Gabriel Landeskog checks off everything that you can possibly imagine. I mean, that that that's another no-brainer, okay? And you're talking about, again, a Craig Berube type of a player. Big, strong, physical. We'll go to the net. How many times have we talked about going to the net with with this hockey club? This yeah. guy has this guy will do it in a nanosecond and can score. Can he fight? Yes. Can he be physical? Yes. Will he check? Yes. I mean, he checks off every box that Craig Berube will be looking for. And, uh, you know, I, I know I'm maybe I'm in la-la land here, but uh, think about it. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you guys like to be penciling in uh, 92, 90, and 57 as a line every night? Pencil it. I'll put it in permanent <laughs> marker, Lou. <laughs> Alex carries around good, this massive scoring sheet that he has yeah. for every game. He just go ahead and for yeah. every game, write it on there before the season. You, you don't even have to worry about it. Just keep that on there 82 for 82 game games. schedule. I know what my top line looks like. Guys, think about it. He's Him and Ryan O'Reilly are buddies, okay? Ryan O'Reilly is kind of the one that, Helped kind of groom him along when he when he was a young guy when he was coming through the system there in Colorado and, and they got pretty close together. Now they might not have been bosom buddies when O'Reilly, you know, said that they were going to go out there and beat him. But you know that's that's for another discussion here. But you know, guys, he's he's coming off five and a half million dollar cap hit. Um, would Colorado be crazy to let their captain get away? And would they be crazy to let? He's a centerpiece. Would they be crazy to let him get away? Yes, but you have to think about it. Nathan McKinnon's going to have a contract due here in, what, two years? Mm-hmm. He's going to get a hell of a pay raise. Kale McCarr is going to get himself a hell of a pay raise this summer. They've got a lot of guys, core pieces on that roster, that are going to be getting significant pay raises here. Are they going to be able to fit in a Gabriel Landeskog in the long term? I'm not so sure, but... I'm not just talking from a blues perspective here. If Landis dog hits the market, there's going to be a tug of war for him. And is that something that Doug Armstrong historically has been known to do? No, but I think in this instance, you're going to have to be right in there and pushing and prodding with everybody else to see what he's looking for and how much he wants. And I, I think the blues have the resources to make it happen. Will they make it happen? That's a question for another day. Lou, quick follow-up on Landeskog for you. Do you think he's going to want a no-movement clause? And if so, does that completely huh. take the Blues out of the realm of the possibility? Well, you saw what happened with Alex Petrangelo. And I that heard a little something about much, that. Yeah, that was pretty much the end of that. So uh, that's something that we know Doug Armstrong doesn't like to approach and doesn't like to give his players. And if that's something that he's going to be looking for, then I think the Blues are going to be moving on to another door. And let me throw another name out at you guys off of that Give it to same me, Lou. team. 
think about it. Um, might be something that you that could pique their interest. Brandon Saad. I'm not saying that's another one that, that that's going to happen for them, but I think he checks off not all of the marks that the Blues would be looking for, not all the marks that maybe a Gabriel Landeskog would, but I think this is a guy that can significantly help your scoring out, which is something that you need off of that wing position, whether you bring back a Jaden Schwartz or not. And that, that also, that's another piece of this pie that you have to somehow fit in there. How does that fit in there? And how do you fit in trying to get somebody else in that's, you know, you're probably going to have to sign to a significant contract here and how all these pieces work out. So you're dealing with a flat cap. You're dealing with uh, the expansion draft. Who The, the Blues are going to lose somebody they don't want to lose. Let's, let's put it that way. That's, that's pretty much the case with everybody here. Uh, who are they going to leave exposed? Who are they going to protect? All these pieces kind of tie in hand in hand, and they, and they go together. So there's going to be a lot of components here that they're going to have to think about. And, uh, you know, but, the, but they, no matter what happens here, they have to upgrade somehow. They have to upgrade that wing position, and they need somebody that can provide them with some offense. Well, and that's where we all kind of land, Lou. Like, I would imagine you're with us that believes Doug Armstrong will be aggressive this offseason. My question to you, though, is because the Blues look like they'll probably have the 16th or 17th overall selection in this upcoming draft because of their early exit, and because that farm system seems to be so depleted for the Blues, can Doug Armstrong pull off a move to get a top left winger to play with his team without having to give up that first round draft pick? That's a good question. Uh, if you're going to do it through trade, if you're going to do it through, as you guys were talking about earlier with somebody of significance, like a Matthew Kachuk, you're probably talking about giving up a first round pick. Not only this year, maybe beyond that, yeah. you know, are you willing to do that? That's a lot to sacrifice. I think that's one of those areas where the organization needs to think about it. You need to replenish the stock here a little bit. And, you know, they've had to give up some draft picks. They had to give up draft picks to get Ryan O'Reilly. I think that's worked out okay. Um, you've had other pieces. Braden Shen was another one. You made the trade for him. You had to give up some, you know, you had to give up first round pick there as well. I think you need to start thinking about that a little bit here because they do have some prospects that would be of interest and, some young players that would be of interest to other teams. But how often do you want to just keep picking out of that and taking away from those resources that you have? So those are some of the bigger questions that you have to look at here. Are you willing to sacrifice some of that and continue to sacrifice that moving forward? I don't know because, you know, I heard you guys talking earlier about teams that are picking uh, lottery picks. When's the last time the Blues had a lottery pick? It's been a long time, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think it's time that, you know, you got to start thinking in regards to that. What kind of a player are you going to be getting back in return if you're going to continue to give up some of those high resources that you have? Those are big questions that Doug Armstrong's going to have to answer. Lou Korek is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Lou, the final question that I've got for you, we talk so much about the forwards and especially the left winger that uh, sometimes it gets lost that, hey, the defense was a little bit of an issue this year as well, especially in the postseason. They didn't seem to protect their own net particularly well. Alex has brought up the name Jamie Alexiak about a million times, and it's a good one. Is there anybody else out there that has that size that can bring a little something to the table that makes sense for this team, in your opinion? He's probably the one that jumps out at me right off the bat, and I haven't gotten to the defensive position quite yet, but that's another area that they're going to have to upgrade. And like you just said, I think they need somebody back there that's got a little bit of bite because 
let's look, look at it. They've lost players, you know, go back to the championship season. You know, you lose a Bo Meester. There's no Joel Edmondson there anymore. Um, you've lost some, you know, you've lost some guys, not only with experience and I'm not counting Jay Bo Meester as one of those guys that's going to go out there and knock your block off. But Joel Edmondson did uh, <laughs> Petro, you know, if you needed him to scrap, he would scrap and he, and he would, he would claw with you out there. Um, that that's a lot to lose. And I just think there's a, you know, when they were talking about trying to find their identity, I think the biggest area looking for an identity was on that blue line. And it's, it's been changed, no doubt about it, but yeah, that's one of those guys that uh, I was looking at, but you know what? There's going to be other teams that are going to be looking for his services. Again, how much are you willing to pay for a player like that? I'm sure there's going to be some mid grade guys out there that, you know, that could suit their needs, no doubt about it. But Jamie Alexiak is probably one of those guys that does check off a lot of those things that Craig Berube will be looking for, big, physical. We've seen him a few times. He actually has some pretty good offensive skill as yeah. well. I mean, if you put him in the in the position to do it, he can do it. So um, I wouldn't be opposed to a move for a guy like that. But again, how much is he going to cost you? That's the big question they're going to have to answer. And how much are they going to be willing to spend on a guy like that? Lou, we always appreciate the time. People can find your work over on your Twitter page at LCORAC10. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today and enjoy the rest of the offseason, my man. Absolutely, boys. Anytime.